Listen, your girl is here today. It's like, what is it? It's March 8th, okay? I have to, this is gonna get, be short. I'm gonna try to keep it short because I am actually on a time limit. And, um, but uh, today I am going to be talk, talking about the joy of the Lord. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Why this? This seems like such a vague topic. And one of my like pet peeves personally is like when uh, like ministers of the gospel like teach and you know what they say is going to be interesting, but they title it like so boring. It's like five principles to help you overcome like anything, you know, and it, and here's the thing. It's a good word. It's a very, it could even be anointed even, and you know, it's going to be good, but the title is like. Oh my gosh. And I hate to be that person, but I woke up today. You know, and I and I asked the Holy Ghost. You know, I felt it was time to podcast cuz I haven't been uploading for a while. As you know, I have recently undergone some um employment changes, praise the Lord, where I am my own employer and just to see how everything's fallen into line, like my schedule is was immediately busy after I like, you know, did my last day, um, immediately busy. I have the free time that I desire to be a student. Also have the free time. This is why, cause I have a, a job. I have something to do in the afternoon and I'm also getting, you know, calls for things that I want to freelance in. So it's just everything that I've said, which is actually something that I fasted for, you know, like everything that I say, what I say, I want to see it happen. Have it happen. Because I know that there's power and powers in the life. Powers in, power of life and death is in the tongue. And I know that I have that power to declare and see what I say. You know, by my faith will make it a reality. And it's, it's completely, the world calls it manifesting. But I, I can only do, but this is biblical principle. And by biblical principle, it, this is something that God designed for the believers to have. You really do have what you say. And, you know, he gives us all, Jesus gave us all authority. So, you know, you can look at something and declare and you will have, you can have hope and faith. And by faith, you can see, you can hold what, what, what once was just a statement. Oh, isn't that good? Isn't that good? So anyways, I'm just, I'm in the goodness. I'm in the goodness and I don't plan to leave anytime soon and I'm never going to leave the goodness, but I'm, I'm tasting and I'm seeing the goodness and I love it here. Um, but I woke up today in the Holy Spirit. I was like, what do we podcast about? Because again, like I felt like it was time to podcast. And he said, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. And I was like, oh my goodness, I love this topic. Oh my goodness. I love this topic. And I want to talk about the joy of the Lord. First of all, this is going to be the inspo verse that we're going to kind of have a sing everything off. This one is good. Oh, so good. These two. Proverbs ten twenty eight. The prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. Prospect. What does prospect mean? Let's look it up. Likelihood, possibility. Listen, the possibility, the likelihood of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. Romans I think I'm going to, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But Romans 15, 13 is always also a good, 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 
good verse and um it's just so good but i want to talk about i want to talk about the joy of the lord why okay let me tell you let me tell you this happiness and joy the joy of the lord though it seems similar it's not the same thing because one and listen i i I feel like people it's kind of it's one of those things where it's like how can you even be joyful without being happy i find it hard to separate and that's not even the like angle that i'm trying to go at right but I'm trying to say is happiness. Those are things that's like a, like a, like a, you know, it comes and it goes. It's conditional. But the joy of the Lord is like an oil. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's come, it comes from God. Oil of gladness, just jubilee and joy. You know, that's something that springs up from inside of you that you, you, you get, it feels like you get baptized in sometimes. It feels like it comes over you. It's just, you're just all over. It's joy is just all over you. It is in you. It's on you. It is just goodness. It's pure goodness. And it's from the Lord. And of course, we know this popular scripture in the Bible, the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, don't grieve for the joy of the Lord will be your strength. That's what in the story of Nehemiah, I believe. And the only reason why I know that is because I looked at that scripture today um, on joy. I was looking at scriptures of joy and I saw that and I was like, that's cool. That's beautiful. You know, do, you know, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. He'll renew your strength like eagles. That's, that's not, that's not really, that doesn't really have anything to do with that. But um, yeah, and I think about that and I'm just so happy. I am so joyful I'm so joyful. It's one of those things that are constant. You know, the joy of the Lord, like you need it to, you need it. It is the only way it feels like sometimes like the only way you can get through something because, you know, and listen, ever since I came across this verse, like maybe last month, I have just been using that scripture and just saying that scripture over and over again. And this scripture happens to be from the Psalms, one of the Psalms. But it was obviously from a psalm. Um, psalm, I forget which psalm. But it, David said, I would have fainted if I had not believed that I would, would have seen, that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have fainted. And listen, like being a believer, there's so much joy here. There's so much to hope for. I see a lot of people, you know, go through their struggles or go through their hardships or whatever and and you know it's easy for me to be like oh my gosh that's sad or it's easy for me just personally speaking like oh like oh you know like oh i really wish you know that like i'll just say i'll see a lot of believers going through stuff and it just feels like they got like the everything punched out of them just like kicked in the place where the sun don't shine okay just punched just destroyed utterly destroyed and for me it's like I used to think, you know, maybe I just, just don't know. Maybe if I, I just, you know, I haven't gone through that. So I don't know what that would be. I don't know if I would get that downtrodden and that, you know, just down and and sad. And I don't know if I would be that, you know, affected in that way because I haven't been through that. But then when you go through it and you're a Christian and you have the joy of the Lord, you realize why you look so different, why you went through something so differently. And the only reason is you have the joy of the Lord. 
the joy of the Lord is really your strength. I'm telling you, like people can go through, you can take two people, they can go through the same exact thing, but the righteous, the righteous will come out of it stronger. The righteous will come out of it ministered. The righteous will come out of it with peace. They, they didn't even, they didn't lack anything. No matter what the circumstance. And that's what I'm saying. The joy of the Lord is not conditional. Happiness can be conditional. But the joy of the Lord being our very strength. That is something that is. It's like the reason why you can go through hard things. The reason why you can prevail. And 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 like push past. And even conquer and overcome. Because you have a strength that's not contingent on you. It doesn't come from you, but I will say in a way it's contingent on you, how you posture yourself. Will you choose joy? Will you choose, you know, not joy, depression? Will you choose anger? Will you choose this? Will you choose, you know, being distraught? Will you choose hopelessness? Will you choose anxiety? Will you choose all of these things? You know, it reminds me of the part, I believe it's in Deuteronomy, where God spoke to his people. He said, before you, I've put life and death, blessings and curses. Oh, that you would choose life. He puts two choices before us. It's there's always a choice in how we respond to something. I know it's not it's not what happens. It's how you respond to it. I know people say that a lot, but it's it's a true statement. You know what I mean? It's how you respond. One one person can lose someone in their life, and that will be like basically the end of them. And another person can lose a, a person in their life, and it's just like you'll see them grieve, but it doesn't mean that they're out of the game. They're grieving and they're sad, but it doesn't mean that they've lost their peace. It doesn't mean that they lost their joy, their security. It doesn't mean anything. The, the only loss you really see is that, that person physically there in their lives. And it's just like, what's the difference between the two of you? And I got to say, chances, it's like a high likelihood, okay? The, uh, the prospects, I don't know if I'm using that right even in this sentence, but it's a high likelihood that person's a Christian and they got the joy of the Lord. Because let me tell you, there's the people in this world, people go to therapy, people are going to like all these lengths and they, they, even now, like I never thought of therapy as like a terrible thing at all, but the way that it's like become like the backbone of the society and people are still broken. Oh, come on. You have to come to a point where y'all just like, if it's not working, why am I here? I'm not here to maintain anger. I'm not here to maintain depression i am not here to like raise depression and make sure he has a good home and is fed well and my in and anxiety make sure that you know she doesn't flare up and i just need to know how to carry it well and then uh, i'm i need a solution i need breakthrough i need deliverance i need this to be over i need the suffering to end i need this to have i need it killed i need it dead today and i feel like that's what people go that's what therapy has been like presented as like this is a solution but it's it doesn't work it may help you cope it may help keep you company it may help make you feel not lonely it may help make you feel less you know more heard but it doesn't work at the end of the day you rate it's something success and accuracy by (laughs) by well duh by success like does it work or not at the end of the day what's the yield what's the success yield like what what is it how many people have come to you with a problem and left with the solution? If I went to the hospital and I had like, you know, back issues and I needed surgery, I would probably sue the pants off of the, the whoever doctor performed surgery and made my pain, my back pain hurt a lot less. If I needed less back pain, 
I would just take a Tylenol. Like, I need a solution. I want this over with. I came here so this could get fixed. But when you go to God, ooh, I'm telling you, just in the anointing, in the presence of God, it will drive out any wicked thing that tries to attach itself to you to cause you any pain, any trauma, or like, you know, just like like a parasite. It will drive that wicked thing off of you immediately. And that's the power of God. And I know people are going to hear this. What are you going to say? You're going to say therapy is bad. I'm trying to say, is it a solution? Are you willing to carry the stuff for 80 more years? Because people are killing themselves for they're just too much. Their brain is just too loud. They just want peace of mind. And they think it, the answer is death. They tried therapy. They tried pills. They tried taking a walk. They tried all of these different things that the world medicates you on. But what people need is a final solution and something powerful enough so that if that thing tries to come back, it'll run in seven direction with its tail between its legs. Do you know what I'm saying? And the only thing in this, in life, in God, like only thing at all that is a solution is God, the power of God and everything that he provides. When you're feeling brokenhearted, what does the Bible offer as as a solution, as a comfort? God is close to the brokenhearted. You know, it tells us to grieve with those who grieve, mourn with those who mourn. He'll give us, you know, oil of gladness. He'll restore us. He'll build us up together. He'll he'll be with us. He's a restorer. He's a comforter. He's all of these things. These are solutions. These are not things that, these are not coping mechanisms. These are solutions. Of course, when you have a boo-boo, it's going to take time to heal. Likewise, and God will take, he'll walk with you taking your time that you need to, for you to heal. But it's not a 70% healing. It's a 100% healing, 100% healing, because he can do it. He will do it. He can do it and he will do it. So just extend your faith. That's what I'm saying. Like the joy of the Lord, it is your strength. Because if I ever, and I'm telling you right now, if I ever go through something, I have hope. Knowing that I could come out on top no matter what it is because I got the joy of the Lord. I got a supernatural flow. I've got something supernatural that's giving me strength that I did not give to myself. But because I'm plugged in with God, because I'm like a tree planted by the waters. You know, I know that I'm going to be in a good I'm going to be in the goodness. I would have fainted if I hadn't believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. These words were not spoken by a person who lived a life with no challenges or no, no, heart, no heartbreaks, no loss, nothing. These are spoken by the words of King David. These are words spoken by... That didn't make sense. These are words spoken by King David. This guy, he's lost a child. He, he was responsible for killing a guy. You know? He fought Goliath. He fought many other wars, battles. Likewise, he was getting pursued by a king, a king in his army. To, so that he could be dead. He was on the run for his life. He lost his best friend. These are the words of a man who has lived life. Lived it. And yet, I would have fainted. And he, we know that. I would have fainted if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Which brings me to this voice. This voice. What is it? Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. 
so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's what I'm saying. It's not by you. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And one of the, the best ways, actually the best way to be a Christian is to hope and trust in him and receive everything that the Holy Spirit empowers you to receive and have. You can't do it on your own. I don't know why people even try to... People, I don't know. People constantly, like, tell testimonies, like, you know, I saw God do something, and then their next testimony would be like, I try to do it on my own. It's like, did it take you on your own to have that last accomplishment? Why are you being dumb and taking on the next thing on your own? Come on. Bring your brain with you next time. You forgot it. Bring it. Pack it. Use it. And... Allow the Holy Spirit to walk through everything with you. Duh. Why are you doing anything alone? That just that doesn't make sense to me. Like, people will literally see the goodness of the Lord and then just forget. That's probably why in the Bible, the Bible, I believe, who was it? It was a, it was a man. Was it Aaron? But either way, the Israelites were told to make a memorial, to remember God, teach the generation of every generation of what God has done for them. So they would not forget the Lord and what he's done for them. And they disobeyed. They didn't do it. They made a memorial, but like they didn't, they didn't teach their kids. They didn't tell the next generation what God did. And by the next generation, they had no clue about anything that God did for them. And this was, I believe this is obvious. This is after, this is after Moses. I don't know if Aaron was a leader at this time, but I believe this is, this was in like Deuteronomy also it's not exodus it may it may be exodus maybe deuteronomy but it's one of the two and by the next generation none of those people knew what god did for them bringing them out of egypt they didn't know anything this is probably why god tells us you know when people when men and women of god actually i'll when men and women of god witness god do something for them they immediately go and build a memorial you know bethel with um israel he he made a memorial called the place Bethel with Abraham. Oh, he built he built a, a like a an altar. I think he made an altar. You know, they do things so that every time they build things so that every time they pass it, they are put in remembrance of what God has done for them. And that that'll build your faith. And they know I cannot go and do what I need to do without the help of God. It's impossible. Your your life was designed to be contingent on the hand the help of god like you can't i don't know why people i don't know why people try to do anything like that just seems asinine to me but yet and that might seem asinine to you but yet people literally live their life like that where it's like oh i saw this victory with the lord okay next thing i'm gonna try this alone it's like you come all my days sometimes i look at people and i'm like are you dumb are you stupid are you are you really walking around here with no brain hey yeah, I've forgotten it. Foolish. Foolishness. I'm telling you, it's foolish. And a fool says in his heart, there is no God. It's foolish to live your life as if. Hold on, I got a text. Left the door unlocked. Yeah, sure thing. Anyways, I have to leave soon. I got like 10 minutes on me. Oh, this is going to be show, 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 show. I have to leave soon. But I want to tell you this. You need the joy of the Lord. How do I get the joy of the Lord, Queens? How do I get the joy of the Lord? Let's go back to Romans. Let's go back to Romans. 
Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy. God was, <laughs> the God of hope has to fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what I love about this? When God fills you, he doesn't give you a little bit. He doesn't give you just enough. He overflows. Oh, let me find it. The verse. Hallelujah. Hey. My cup runneth over. I like it. I like it. I like it. I got to find the full thing. Oh my God. You already know. Should I read the whole 23? The whole Psalm? The whole Psalm? Are you kidding me? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Other translations say, I shall not lack, which I think really helps you, me understand this more. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Oh, my cup runneth over. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. You fill me, the God of hope, you fill me with all joy and peace as I trust in you and I will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. When God fills you up, it's so that you may overflow. He gives you more than enough. Oh my God, who else is the God of more than enough? God, he is the God of more than enough. Krisa, how do I get the how do I get the joy? How do I get the oil? How do I you go to God and you request it? Trust in him. Request it. God, fill me up. It's that simple. You don't have to have like these like say the perfect phrase, and if you get one word wrong, oh next time. Mom, socks. Go with faith and trust and hope. Ready to receive and then receive by faith that you got it. And then you will see it. Maybe you'll start to laugh uncontrollably hallelujah maybe that's called the joy of the lord anybody been hit with the baptism of the joy of the lord come on i have i'd be screeching cackling and how if you see me in a church service where it goes down just know it goes down and i'm i'd be on the floor i'd be i'd be down okay if you know you know okay but you need what (laughs) whatever that hardship is let me tell you it requires the joy of the lord I'm telling you right now, you're not going to get through it the best way without the joy of the Lord. You're not going to get through it the right way without the joy of the Lord. You need strength. And if you're already, if that thing, if that thing, that contention, that conflict, that battle is already costing you your peace, your sanity, your willing to go on, your drive, your zeal, you, you don't have what it takes to make to the other side. You need something supernatural that doesn't come from you, but it comes from God. You need a helping hand. Hamburger helper. Come on, somebody. You need a helping hand. You need somebody to give you strength. You need to rely on somebody to take something that didn't come from you to add on to you so you can get over that thing and be strong. 
Be stronger when you get over it. That's what the joy of the Lord is also there for. And of course, I've heard somebody say the joy of the Lord. Why do people laugh? Like, why do people laugh in services uncontrollably, like laughing in the spirit? It's, it's simple. Somebody put it, I, I it was Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. He put it as like, it's just, you know, it's just God tickling his kids. You know, why do you even tickle your kid? Because it delights you to make them see them laugh uncontrollably. That does something for you. It's a delight to you. That's all it really is. If you put it like that simply, you know, it's time to tap into the joy of the Lord. Ask in faith and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. Hey, that's the Bible verse too. So obviously, you know, you can't go to where you're going without faith. You can't get to where you need to be without faith. What you also need is hope. What you also need is trust and trusting in God, the hope of glory. Come on, trust and hope and hope in him. Like David, I would have fainted. And some of you are probably almost fainting, almost there. Some of you are probably already fainted. But it's time to be, it's time to get, pull what you can. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps or whatever you can pull up and give it to God and say, but I choose to believe. I choose to take another turn and believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and see what God does with that. Like I said somewhere some time ago in, in another podcast, I've never seen the righteous go to God with faith and leave with nothing. So give God, give that Give that something, whatever it is, up to God in faith and see what he will do with it. Amen. And I believe that for you in the name of Jesus, that you will receive joy, that you will receive solution. You will see the God who can make a solution for your life to end that trouble, end that whatever it is, crisis, whatever it is. He can turn it all around. He's the God of the impossible. And I believe that you, you'll be built up by hope, that you'll receive hope that you thought was lost. You'll receive hope that you didn't know where it came from, but you'll know that it's God restoring your soul. And I believe that for you today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Listen, I hope that ministered to you. I don't know. I just woke up with that in my spirit. Talk about the joy of the Lord. And here I did. So I'm going to upload that today. Um, yeah, I got to get going. I got to get going. God bless you. Um, let's see. I don't know. There's obviously, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of podcasts coming up. Me and India Charity, we have got to do that missionary conversation. Hey, I have a friend named Katie who actually is, um, I'm about to record a podcast episode with her for her podcast. Um, I sh- I'm going to put the link in whenever it's done. I don't know. We have to record it like sometime this week, I believe. So... I'm going to put that link in. Probably I'll have another episode up by then. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's going to be that one. I'll put the link in this episode. Just got to wait for it. So, uh, in the episode info. So, yeah, God bless you. I love you all. I don't even know you. And listen, all I got to say, shout out to California. I got the West Coast listening. I don't know what that's about. Praise God. I got just random countries. Somebody in China. I don't know what that's about. Um... And North Carolina or South, one of the Carolinas, someone's listening heavy. Don't know what that's about. But God bless you. Seriously, God bless you. In Jesus' name. Bye-bye. Love you all.